Welcome to Art Talks. I'm your host, Richard Codd, and I want to thank you for joining us here today on KZMU at 90.1 and 106.7. Today, we have a really special show lined up. Uh, we have with us today in the studio, Bega Metzner, who is a commissioner with the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission. Uh, she'll be talking about the recent film event that she had. And also, we're going to be talking about um, her mother's photographs. That's going to be a really special uh, part of the show. And then we have an interview I did with Liz Ford down at Desert Sun Ceramics. Uh, that was really interesting, and uh, it, I had not watched folks making their ceramic products before. So um, that, that should be interesting. And then somehow we have, uh, we were able to put together a really special segment uh, dealing with cave art. So I think you'll, you'll probably be as fascinated as I was that that was happening. So uh, again, thank you for joining us. And uh, first up, we're, we have with us today, Bega Metzner. Welcome, Bega. Thank you, Richard. Thank hey, you. And, hi. Hi. And, and, you know, this is community radio, so, you know, the, the red phone, it does not go to the White House. It goes to you. I know. Bega, I thought Bega it was Bega Metzner and her mom. Bat so. phone. Yes, yes, yes. My mom, Sheila yes. Metzner, is on the line. Yes. Well... Um, I, I I don't know where to start, but w- welcome, <laughs> Sheila. Let's Thank- start with Bega. Let's start with Bega. This is supposed to be about Bega. No, no, no. Let's start with you. <laughs> all, all, all right, all right. Well, let's let's do this. Um, I I saw some of the uh, pictures that Bega had posted about your show that uh, op- has just opened out in L.A. at the Getty, right? That's correct. Yeah, it opened on October thirtieth, the night before Halloween. Yeah, yeah, and and the the, the pictures are. I I looked at your portfolios and all that stuff is really cool and stuff. But what kind of daughter was Bega? Oh gosh, Richard. She please. told me not to embarrass her, but that's what I want to know. What? How was Bega? Bega, from birth, uh, has always been extraordinary. In every way, yeah, and she's just a, a beautiful human being, uh, generous, compassionate, uh, talented. <laughs> she she was always Bega. Now tell me, tell me, Sheila. First of all, thank you so much for um, finding the time for us. I I really appreciate it. You have such an extensive background in photography, and I I wanted to talk to you about some of the inspiration that is behind your photographs. Was Bega in any of them? Oh, my God, yes. Because I was looking. Bega uh, has been my muse from birth. Oh, okay. Uh, um, um, uh, There there aren't that many photographs of her in the exhibition. Mm. Uh, of uh, I don't know how the Getty experiences uh, or represents nudes uh, or um, 
that would be the one thing you'd pull out. Yeah, or otherwise. I mean, really, I've been photographing her from the time she was born. I mean, absolutely. Well, before we move on and get to the nitty gritty of of the interview, so you you had these pictures of Bigo when she, when she was very young and, and perhaps naked. So you're like you're the ultimate person who like if I ha- I have a couple of pictures of my kid I took when when she was in, in in the bathtub but nobody sees it. You have millions of people who see these pictures. Uh, uh, that's a little different, isn't it? Well, you know <laughs> You, you brought up the word inspiration, but my family has always been my inspiration. Mm. And my my first exhibition was Friends and Family. And uh, for many years, I kept my work absolutely to myself and my family and my friends. Uh, no one really saw it until I brought it out into the world. I mean... I, yeah, my family's been my inspiration. Models and fashion, that that was, I was called to fashion. It wasn't an aim of mine. I, someone saw my work and said, you know, that they would give me a job. Yeah. And they gave me uh, a, a job to do a photograph of Jean Moreau for Vanity Fair. And so that one picture was seen by... Alexander Lieberman uh, at Condé Nast, and he called me to Vogue, and then I photographed for Vogue. Yeah, and you were the first female photographer that um, that they continued to use, right? You were. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. That's interesting. Also, I was an art director before I was a photographer, and I was the first female. <laughs> that Doyle Dane Burnback at the time, which was the, the hottest agency uh, of its time, they hired me as an art director. That never happened before. And and you you went to Pratt, right? For was that your masters? I uh, no, that was that was my college education. I went on full scholarship. Well, that's geez, you're lucky because look at all the kids today who have to take not only the house mortgage but the college mortgage i know but my mother wasn't going to tell me she was afraid that it was only for one year and they would be able to pay for the next three years it all worked out it was four years and that yeah absolutely changed my life going to pratt Mm. you know my daughter went to pratt my daughter got her uh master's degree in in art therapy from pratt so, yeah, yeah, it's a good school. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things. One of them is the French technique that is used in your photographs, the uh, production, uh, yeah, the which I absolutely French. love. I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that before. Well, it's, it's rare. It's really rare. I, I, did, I did a little talk at the Getty, and I, I, I made it really clear that the Fresson print is unique. It's the only print of its kind in the world and it's totally archival and it has it it has pigment colors so you have all the colors that you have in a painting 
in a photograph. And it's no dye. It's not fugitive. Dyes fade and they change. But uh, the first print from 1895 is exactly the same as it was in 1895. That's pretty remarkable. It's It's absolutely remarkable and unique. Yeah. Yeah. And it's color. Most people think of art, the art of photography, as black and white. But this is color. I mean, it's it's color, not like commercial color. It's art color, pigment colors. That technique just adds such a quality to your your photographs. Well, I looked for it for at least a minimum of seven years. I mean, because I I refused to print in color. Mm. There were dye transfers, there were sea prints, but they were all fugitive. They would... All my wedding pictures, for example, are magenta now. That's what happens. Even if they're in drawers or in portfolios, dyes dyes change. Mm. But these these are pigment colors. It's the only process of its kind on the planet. And only these people do it, the Frasson family. Well, the next time you get out, I want to meet you. Uh, because I, I think I think we'd have some fun talks. You know, my daughter worked at the Guggenheim for a while um, yeah. while she was in college. So that was a good gig for her to get to. What did she do? What was her job? Oh, I forget. Something to do with yeah. curation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, something, you know, you push the people well, around, get I, in here, I'd get like out of my here. Ne- next exhibition to be at the Guggenheim, that's my fantasy. Oh. Uh, or even if they expand on the Getty show, and have my whole life, you know, starting at the bottom and then winding its way all the way up to the top. That's my favorite museum. Oh. Now, I'm not rejecting the Getty. It's marvelous. It's wonderful. It's a great experience. And my my um, curator, Paul Martineau, did an amazing job because it's, you know, 40, 50 years of, of work. And yeah. he, it's a great selection, but it's his selection. But I think it should be bigger, much and, bigger. The Guggenheim, be. for mm-hmm. sure. I'm in. Yeah, it's my favorite, Guggenheim. too. Oh, the Guggenheim sure. is great. Absolutely. So we'll put your, your daughter, can, she can work on that. Well, so, so, <laughs> t- so tell me, the show at, at the Getty, what, what kind of images are on exhibit? It's all my life. I mean, it's mm-hmm. basically uh, uh, autobiographical. Okay. work because the fashion was only the equivalent of my family. I never made a, a, a difference. I've never, bet- whatever I photographed, I did to the best of my ability, whether it was something personal or something that I was hired to do. I, I just applied whatever the gift or the blessing or whatever you call the vision that I had on the same the same level so so it's 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 a, it's a, it's, a, it's all of those things it's family friends and uh even advertising like the fendi campaign mm-hmm. uh the passion of rome there're a few of those but they're they're just they're all the same to me i, I don't give any more power or influence uh, then, you know, my family was the equivalent mm. of, and the advertising, uh, 
<laughs> and, the, and the flowers so. that are part of it too. Your your still lives as well. I would say are just as yeah, powerful. Still lives. Yeah. But but yeah, I did that. But you you lived with me, Bigo. I did. So, <laughs> I, did. I mean, that's just what I just did. That you know, I mean, if I was photographing potatoes for uh, a cuisine magazine, and my daughter Stella walked by. I, I would do, uh, say, could you sit down or blah, blah, blah. I would photograph Stella. And same with Bega. I was photographing peppers. And, and then Bega walked through the <laughs> dining room and that became Bega with peppers. So that's in the exhibition, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Bega with yeah. plastic hat going to take a shower was. <laughs> oh, that's too. you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. You know, the th- and what we're just talking about, uh, Sheila, the the yeah. pictures and the family. What comes through to me in your pictures is this intensity and 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 a love that you can feel. Yeah. And I think I you know more so with some of with some of your photographs than I would with say just a standard picture of a landscape. Oh, a landscape. You know, but my landscapes uh there, there aren't. Uh, there is so many landscapes. Oh, I looked at a bunch of yours. I looked at a whole bunch of yours. I mean, they're exquisite. I mean, I just really like them. But I'm, yeah, I'm saying but also because the landscape <clears throat> is as alive to me as my kids are, and that comes across. I'll yeah. say, I'll say that. Yes. Yeah. Almost every image is part of a series. That's why I need the Guggenheim. <laughs> Or, or many more galleries, because each, uh, the, the photograph of Rick, uh, the dynamo picture, that's a series. There are probably a dozen of mm-hmm. those. Or the Hokusai series of the Brooklyn Bridge. I, I know you're probably running off to the Met or something or some other gala. I'm actually, you know. I, I was making spaghetti. Excellent. A red sauce. Excellent. And he's coming here for Christmas uh, with silver, and they're going to be expecting. Oh, ec- excellent! Well, I I will have to give her a little a little thank you for being on the show today. So, uh, okay, great. She- Sheila great. Metzner, okay. really uh, nice to meet you. Thank you very much for being on the show today, and uh, we'll continue to 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 see what develops in the future. Okay, great. Thank you yeah, so thanks, much. Nice Mom. to meet you, too. Okay, bye. 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 Love you, bye. Bye. So, Biga, I'm sorry. It, it's okay. I know I started right off. Maybe, maybe a little embarrassment there. But, no, I'm but not embarrassed. It's like, I, honestly, Richard, like I, I've been asked before about that subject matter, and I grew up with that person, this incredible human as my yeah. mother, taking pictures since I was an infant. And it's photo- it's photography. It's not something odd or weird yeah, or yeah. uncomfortable to me and you know human bodies like human like flowers and like landscapes you know it's all oh I, no i I, yeah. I love it uh what was it like growing up with her with her did she always have the camera handy like she said she was cutting potatoes and all of a sudden oh Biga, here hold this no she didn't always have a camera ready. i mean honestly you can't find any candid photographs of my family. You know how people just sort of always had a camera and a right, little right. little thing and they're clicking and like, oh, here's like a right. great, you know, book of all the pictures of my family. We don't have, we have, what you see in the Getty is what, what you? is our family photos. I mean, there's wow. pictures of my sisters and my brothers and my dad and my 
you know, some of my cousins and my uh, the, the grandchildren are few and far between right now because my mom, she isn't taking as many photographs these days. But yeah, we don't have a scrapbook of, you know, so now it's more she she has an iPhone. She takes pictures, you know, on that of us and stuff, but it's not yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like every photograph is was more of a photograph. And that's why, like, the intensity of the bega with the plastic hat, let's say, was literally I had put something on my to cover my head of hair to go and okay. take a shower. And I was passing by and she said, stop, I'm going to take a picture. And then she would set it up, the shot. And she always uh, had a camera kind of set up. Oh, OK. But she used to do her own make her yeah. she used to print her own prints too when we were kids she had a dark room set up in our back room yeah, and she the, would wake up and after we were all asleep and yeah you know she'd say to put on her red lips and put on a set of heels and go Boy, to work the, in the back the room. energy yeah that, you know if, and if, five kids it was five kids and my dad had three others and before, he had three so that's right. eight kids you had eight yeah. running his, around there right so incredible career wow um, yeah. do you think um you know as a do you think, Biga, that a photographer, a a good photographer like your mom, she has an eye that she can see something that I wouldn't see in 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 anything. She sees a, a completely different perspective. I think she sees what we all see, but she sees something else too, and it's very much. I, I think I brought it up while she was talking before you were talking just, you know, light. Yeah. The idea of light is so important to her. And in, in every photograph, I mean, she she wasn't a photographer. She isn't a photographer who had a strobe light and took multiple pictures of someone like sort of moving in the sh in, in an area like you might see on a commercial or a, of what you think photography is like. She was much more stylized and detailed and 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 every aspect of the photograph it was painful sometimes as a model in a way because you'd be standing there and you'd have to shift one finger to the left to make it fit you know so it wasn't like a let's just catch this and shoot 300 uh, pictures oh, after oh. another it was set set it up perfectly and then once that was captured then we'll change to do something else and try mm. something different mm. but yeah i mean i think that a creative eye those are hard yeah, to come by, yeah, but yeah. growing up with visual people around yeah. you or in a in a world in a family of visual people, it gives you that the books that we had in the house, the furniture that we had in the house, the vases and the rugs and to me it was honestly you know and she knows it very uncomfortable a lot of it it wasn't mm. it was like the mission couch was extraordinary, but it wasn't like a cozy. <laughs> you know, shabby, chic, like you want to just fall into the couch situation. But so, you know, that was just sort of, well, yeah. You, you were at the opening because- I was. Because you, you, you posted pictures. That's how I, I said, oh, what what's with Bega's mom? Yeah. Um, she has she, well, she has a, an Instagram for the first time now. It's been years that we've been trying to convince her. So at Sheila Metzner on Instagram, okay. if you- That's you know. what I was going to ask. Um, how, how do people find out um, more about your mom? Here we are talking. Does she have a website? She does have a website. Okay. Sheila Metzner Photography or SheilaMetzner.com. Yes, I'd have to double it. With, but S-H-E-I-L-A Metzner, M-E-T-Z-N-E-R. And when you go go there, you'll see the whole there's the whole portfolio and some where and, she has some of her work and all of uh, the series that she was talking the series, about the Hokusai right. Brooklyn Bridge photographs yeah, the yeah. 
yeah, every, yeah. The, yeah. all of the series of portfolios and works is on the that, and then right, wh- which galleries are holding her work across the globe, um, and yeah, and the and the, the Getty is still up. That show will be up until February eighteenth. So if anyone's in Los Angeles and wants to go to the incredible fortress yeah, on the hill, yeah, get over there Getty and and see, and see Sheila Metzner's exhibit at at the Getty. Um, you can go online here. We'll have some information on KZMU about the dates of the exhibit, and you can check that out. And I really want to thank her for coming on the show today. I do, too. I want to thank her also because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be in Moab. Yeah, tell me that story. You you had just mentioned it uh, before we went on the air. So w- yeah. what was that? That was back in the late 80s, mm-hmm. um, she was asked to do a calendar of a woman in an environment that a car would be driven in, but there was no car involved. It was for Mitsubishi, Japanese mm-hmm. car company. And they had seen photographs that my mother had taken of me mm-hmm. um, in from all of the work. And so right. they actually ended up hiring me as the model on that job. And so that was my first time coming to Moab oh. was on a photo shoot in 1989. I won't say how old I was. Uh, it's <laughs> so okay. Age me. But um, so, yeah, it was like six photographs of this, of a woman in the environment, very sort of classic Frida Kahlo-esque. And, um, and that's uh, how I was first introduced to Moab. And um, then my parents ended up buying some property here um but they never built on it but my brothers and sisters and i started coming out for summers and seeing what this place was all about and working i worked at pack creek ranch as a wrangler my sister was a whitewater rafting guide at sherry griffith my brother was at pasta jays my other sister was at the rock shop we were just all sort of did summer jobs seasonally over the years and eventually oh i got my own little trailer in a trailer park in on powerhouse lane and you know and then i've, I've been here on and off for 30 years now and oh, oh wow so it's like but it all started because i came because here of that on that photo shoot because of her yeah that's pretty cool yeah hey um in just like a two minutes yeah tell me about your recent uh film uh, you later thank you uh it was so much fun oh, moab, yeah. the moab real roulette uh short film competition it was a a total success um it was a packed house at yeah. star hall and the movies were great there was they were horrific they were thrilling they were funny there were i mean i i have to say that um it just it, it filled all of the parts of why i do these film competitions it was people who have participated in mm-hmm. the film competitions in the past few years that i've done them this was what the third year this was or fourth? Uh, fourth. Fourth. Yeah, yeah. This was the fourth one. And wow. uh and it was fun because it went back to its roots of the not genre specific. Um it was the Moab Real Roulette, which was my way of like being able to gamble in a state where you can't gamble. You spin the wheel. Right. 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 <laughs> and pick a genre and if you don't like it you get a chance to spin again. Right. And um so yeah, we had thrillers, action, yeah. you know, a comedy yeah. pushed in at the end and um, you know, and we had awards. Uh, I was lucky enough to get some cash awards donated to oh, be able to give out. Um, the film commission was able to give out a black magic 4K cinema camera to the best cinematographer. Oh, nice, nice. And so there was like, it was great prizes, great oh, people, great fun. And the energy in that room, the you know, for the night was wonderful. So w- will, will the films be available? 
online? They will. Yes. I'm so glad we're doing this. They actually are going to start posting at 7 p.m. on Monday, oh, which is excellent. today, oh. on YouTube. Um, and I, it's the, it should be under the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission. If not, then it's under Moab Real Roulette. But there's going to be a way to find that, as well as all of the previous film competitions that I have put on over the past few years will be going on there as well. Oh, that's terrific. So, oh, excellent. Well, yes. well, we'll be looking forward for that. Cool. Well, Biga, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and helping to arrange the interview with your mom. Uh, you must be so proud of her. I am, and thank you so much for having her on. Oh, it was terrific. And, and I must say, I saw her, and I said, that's Biga. <laughs> so you and your mom look very similar. You're both striking. Thanks. So I want to thank you again. Thanks, Richard. So, all right. Okay. And we will talk soon. We will. Okay. Right. Thanks. All right. If you're just joining us, it's KZMU and it's Art Talks. That was our session with Bika Metzner from the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission and her mom, Sheila Metzner, who was here to talk about her current show at the Getty Museum. Uh, or Getty Art Center out in L.A. So next up, we have an interview that I did on November 14th, which was uh, just an amazing day in the history of the country because that's my birthday. But anyway, so here's the interview. It's with Liz Ford, who is the owner of Desert Sun Ceramics. And also joining us was Joanne Savoie, who is a teacher down there with her as well as um, a student so here is the interview. I'm here now at uh, Desert Sun Ceramics out on the highway, and I'm with the owner, Liz Ford. Uh, welcome, Liz. Thank you, Richard. Hey, so tell me, uh, I've been wanting to get down here for quite a while, and I'm, I'm happy that our schedules have finally jived. Yes. So thank you so much. So tell me, uh, how long have you been in business down here? I bought Desert Sun Ceramics in July of 2020. Okay. And so, let's see, so you're going into your fourth year. So exactly. That's, that's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And uh, joining us is one of your uh, instructors, Joanne Savoie. Thanks, Richard. Welcome, Joanne. How are you? I'm great. Glad to be, happy oh, to be here. It's good to see you again. And thank you so much for um, sitting down with me to tell me what you do here. So uh, l let's just start off. Uh, how many, you obviously do classes here. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what kind do you offer? I offer one day classes, both hand building and wheel. I offer wheel classes. I offer hand building classes that are multi-day, usually five, five to 10 weeks. Um, oh, five to ten weeks it takes. Yeah, yeah. And then I also do some special events, like we have some ornament classes coming up, parent-child ornament classes. Oh, oh, fun. Yeah, and I do children classes also. Right, right. Um, so uh, who comes to your classes? It's a wide variety of people. Uh -huh. I don't even know how to characterize it. Uh, no, it's interesting, yeah. We'll have... Uh, Young it, professionals who just have nighttime time. Right. We want to do something different. We have, uh, I don't know, sometimes people who are just here for a short period of time and they get really into the class, but then they don't really live here mm. much past a and, seasonal job. And what are they making? Is, oh. it, 
bowls? Or? So in our beginning class, uh, we always hope to get at least a bowl, maybe a mug, uh, but often we have a lot of succulent pots because... Oh, 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 oh. okay. <laughs> because they're small and they have a little hole in the bottom. Right, right. <laughs> but we can still turn them into something useful. Huh. And do are people making them for their own use or are they is it something they're going to be giving to friends or who takes the class and why are they taking it oh, good question i think uh, most people are taking it to learn the craft and mm -hmm. to continue some people take one class and have a blast but mm -hmm. say nope this is not mm -hmm. for me and that's all they take mm -hmm. but Many times people will take several classes and then they become members. We have memberships that they can okay. um, get. So they can come down here and use the equipment? Yes. Uh, and, and tell me a little bit about the equipment. It, um, it must be pretty specialized. It's not like the, not like the oven in my oh, yes. house. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, it? not so, at all. Yeah, so tell me about that. So we, we have 10 wheels so mm -hmm. people can make pottery on the wheels. We also have a slab roller. They can do slab projects. We have an extruder so they can make coils and do coil projects. We have lots and lots of molds that they can use for hand building. Um, and then we have the kilns. We have two kilns, uh, quite large, and they get up to 20, about 2300 degrees. Oh, we wow. fire them. And we fire every pot twice. The uh -huh. first firing is only about 1,800, and the second is 2,300. Hmm. We've got glazes that we mis mix here at the studio. Uh, we have a pug mill that we use to reclaim all the scraps of clay. Oh, so everything gets reused. Yes. So, so if you have a bowl that just didn't come out right, you can... Yes, either that or trimmings, you know. So uh, some of them are pretty elaborate. And with handles and lids, and mm -hmm. how do you do that? Uh, lots of time and practice. <laughs> a little bit more advanced. It's usually. more advanced. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, to to make a tea set that that you would be proud of with color. Sure. How how long? How many years of experience would that take? Oh, it's, it it yeah, varies, but I'd say at least a year. At least a okay. year of yeah. a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And it's still not, it, some, for some people, the teapot is like the penultimate challenge to make one that pours, right. that's balanced, that holds enough or not too much. You know, you don't want to, you, you want to be able to share or not, you know, it depends on what you're making, but uh, it's a challenge. Even for experienced potters, so you go around making the teapot, it's not perfect the first time, even if you have mm -hmm. a lot of years of experience. So I I watch uh, Antiques Roadshow all the time, and you'll see lots of ceramic on the on that show. You'll see Lalique, the vases, and mm -hmm. and um, all of those, and they're just absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. And I always wonder how do they get the color and the design and the flowers? How is all that done on on the so on the pottery. Intricate designs like that, yeah. they would use what's called underglaze, and mm -hmm. it doesn't have silica in it, doesn't turn shiny, and consequently doesn't move in the firing. Most glazes melt and kind of uh, move, the design would be muddied or uh, fuzzy. But with underglazes, where you put the color is where it stays. 
Hmm. So you actually are painting it on? Mm -hmm. or, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And there are many kinds of finishes as well. That's true. Uh, they can be sprayed on with just literally a, a sprayer, like a paint sprayer. Stencils. Right. Stencils. Um, it depends on the temperature that the pottery is being matured at, what type of glaze system also. And, and Joanne, so, so again, that under... What, what under glaze. Under glaze. So you would do that, at, uh, you paint it at 1800 degrees. That gets done, and then it gets refired at 2300. Exactly, exactly. with a clear glaze. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so what does it have to dry at a lower temperature or bond? But bond, yeah. You fire it so that it's bonded to the pot. Right, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that was one technique, really. That's There's just one. So oh, oh, I can, oh, I can only imagine. You know, it's like painting. It's, it's like, well, what kind of painting? It's yeah. right. exactly right. Um, Many kinds. And do your students, um, any of them, sell their products? Not or, or is it mostly? students, but people will take classes for a while, then they'll get a membership, and most of those people end up selling. Oh, okay, that's maybe that. Yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and okay. they sell at Moab Made, some sell online, um, some sell to family. Craft fairs or Craft events. fairs, yep. And yeah, yeah, yeah tell me, um, you just did something very, very special, the two of you, and uh, <laughs> the soup bowl. Yes. Tell me, you know, you you give back to the community so much. We try. And yeah. that was just a wonderful event. And tell me about that. How did you get started with Soup Bowl? Oh, it goes back to 2016. Yes. Uh, when Barb Gregoire owned the studio, she uh, and both Barb and I come from a background where we were involved in fundraisers using soup bowls. Oh, okay. So we carried it on here. We put it on. It's our fifth time doing it over seven years. We right. took two years off because With of the COVID. pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it just really has grown and people look forward to the event. So oh, yeah, yeah. Great it's like, what am I event. buying this year? Yeah. yeah what yeah. style? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, um, so tell if people want to... Uh, register, enroll for classes, how, how would they do that? Uh, the best way is to check out the website, which mm -hmm. is DesertSunCeramics.com. Uh, everything, all the information's on there. I have classes into the new year on mm -hmm. there. We even have some date nights for Valentine's. Yeah, yeah, and... I saw that last year. <laughs> and we have... And what do you do at that? You make hearts or something? Or <laughs> we, we just do, yeah, whatever. We do... We try and get the, try and get. We, and and you don't, as I I asked you earlier, you don't have that sappy song playing in the background on Valentine's Day, do you? With the, oh, of course my. we do. <laughs> and you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yes, Joanne, I do. Joanne, I Joanne, am not. She's not a romantic. Joanne's ah. just rolling her eyes here, saying, "Oh my no, God, no, no, is no, he no, bringing no. that?" No. no, I actually play whatever music the crowd wants. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So you do that, and um, you take a break at the holiday, right? I oh, do. And yeah. then, so you'll be starting up again in, in, January. in, in January. So we have a couple of uh, ornament classes. We also have a couple of hand-building classes. Uh, Karen Chatham is going to be oh, teaching, oh. Uh -huh. uh, making mugs, hand-building uh, in December. 
perfect um, perfect for the the gift giving exactly yes you know impetus there yeah right can, can people just stop in here if they're driving by if they said oh they were doing those uh ornaments do you sell stuff mm, out of here yes we have a gallery okay and uh it's not as well stocked. I've lost a lot of my professional potters have moved off, or, right. uh, moved on, or moved right. away from Moab. Right. But we do have some still down there. Okay. Yeah. So again, they can. Uh, the best way to get in touch is uh, on the internet. Cer ceramic uh, Sun Desert Sun Ceramics. Desert Sun Ceramics dot com. Yes, and okay. also my what you can email me. At, right. Uh, What's Mo that? Moab, Moab. D S C at Gmail dot okay. com. All righty. Well, um, I want to thank you so much for, you. <laughs> for being on our talks. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. Oh, yes. Well, I just want to add that um, besides teaching classes and having things for sale or, or putting on events, there's a real joy in the community that ha comes with supporting each other making things. When people take dirt and end up with something shiny that they take home. There's this huge growing that happens and everybody gets to participate in that. It's uh, really cool. Well, I, I thank you for adding that because I do believe that. The people coming together to do something creatively is a wonderful bonding experience. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. We're not in it for the money, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, well, how many artists at, are actually are in it for the money how, how many it wouldn't make it it's, just, it's tough yeah yeah but again sure. thank you so much right, liz ford you. and joanne savoie thank you <laughs> thank you richard. thanks richard well now i just finished that interview and i've gone downstairs and i'm in the studio and i'm just drifting around and checking out what folks are making and so i'm over at one table here what hi what's your what's your name kira Kira. And what's your name? I'm Carrie. Hey, Curry. Curry and Kara. How's that? Okay. Um, what What are you doing? Looks like... Yeah, so right now we're prepping to glaze. And mm -hmm. so to do that, um, you wipe out the uh, first fired pot with a sponge. And now we're putting wax on the parts we don't want glaze to go on. Okay. And that's going to be the decorations. Yeah. Okay. Or... Or the bottom. The bottom. Yeah. Why? Why the bottom? What? Something's got to sit on the shelf. Right. Inspired. Oh. And if it's glazed, it'll stick. Oh. Oh. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Are you making any of the ornaments for uh, the holidays? I I, I heard uh, Liz was talking about. Are you making ornaments? <laughs> I hope so. Cool. What are you gonna make? I mean, it's all up to Liz. <laughs> Oh, you mean you don't just come in here and make your own? I mean, we can because we're members, but she does some classes. So she's doing some ornament making classes that I think will be a little more guided. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you for uh, talking to me about what you're doing here tonight. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Oh, this is what I was interested in, handles. Okay. How do you put those things on? Well, you What's your name? Dottie Bird. Hey, Dottie. Yes. What um, I'm I'm standing here at her table at Dottie's uh, work, and it looks like she's making some really nice mugs, um, and it's going to have handles. Uh, tell me, how do you put those on so so that they stay secure? Well, I score the pot, 
and then put a little bit of water on each one of them and I hand pull the handles. I do that in advance so I don't have to stop each time I'm doing a pot and then you just take the handle and squash it into the scored area and She's using her thumbs and just smoothing the handle on so it looks like it was all one piece. Yes. It's just, this is the greatest studio and we are so very fortunate to have it here. Wow, and, and you're... does a great job, job holding it together. And, and are you putting designs on it after this? Will you be painting it or, or scoring it? Or? I will be glazing it. But but we just dip them in the glaze generally. Some people paint designs, but okay. I usually just dip it in the glaze and and then um, I'm I'm one of the ones that uh, does does the pottery to sell. Oh okay okay. So where do you sell them? In the class, I sell them at uh, the t-shirt shop next to Wells Fargo. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, Daddy, for talking with me, and uh, good luck with the rest of the uh, the mugs you're making. Thank you. I'm walking around here now. I'm at, at another table, and I'm looking at a potter, and she is working on some mugs. Hi, what's your name? My name's Jesso. Jesso. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff you put on the paper, or is it with a J? Uh, it is with a J. Okay. <laughs> um, what are you doing? So I am just wiping down my pots. So they've been fired once, which mm -hmm. is called the bisque fire. And before I glaze them, I want to get off any of the grainy stuff that might be left on from trimming and cleaning them up. Okay. And so just to make sure that the glaze is going to adhere well, I'm just wiping them off with a damp sponge. And and, and, and what are they? I see here some nice... Uh, cups and then some things for storage yeah i little was thinking these would be great little salt dishes oh, oh, uh -huh. or to put uh rings or things in my daughter you know wanted something for her bedside to like when she takes off her jewelry at night so yeah they could be used for all sorts of little things are you will they be painted or colored in some way yes they will be glazed um, so the trick there is to glaze it and decorate it, but make sure that you don't get any, uh, where the two pieces touch because you don't want it to get glazed together. Oh, I see. Because then all of a sudden you wouldn't have an operating top. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And I won't disturb you any longer. Good luck with your work. Thank you. All right, I have now walked over to the wheels. I guess this is where you make all those lovely designs. You know, with you sit there at the table. Um, well, there's somebody over here. I'm going to talk to her. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Kim. Hey, Kim. Um, you're a student here? Yep, that's right. Have you been doing this for a while? Yeah, since February. I've taken several of Liz's classes and graduated from the beginner to the intermediate classes. Oh, okay. And you didn't kill her or anything. Is she, you like her or is she hard to, you know, she a tough uh, teacher? She can, she can be tough. She keeps it real. She lets you know um, when your pieces are good and what you need to work on. And so she's honest and it's great. Oh, oh good. So, so this is the proverbial wheel. 
That's right. So what I'm doing now is called trimming. So this is after you've thrown your pot and it's dried a little bit and you clean up the bottom. Did that start out as a, as a lump of clay? It did, yeah. So That's a technical term, lump of clay. Right, yeah, you got it right. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a planter. And you can kind of see on this one over here, the bottom is really rough. As I just pushed my fingernail into this lovely vase that she's making. Oh, my God. Do you That's see okay, it? That's okay, because we're going to trim it. Oh, my God. We'll I can't right believe out. it. We'll trim it right out of there. So. Oh, jeez. I can't. I, I just touched this thing, and I put a big nick in it. You can tell it's pretty wet still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll just go back to the wheel. Um, so you spin that, and then with your tools... You just trim and, and add design? Yeah, and you can shape the bottom, and you can make sure that it sits flat and it's level. And Will, yeah. will you then be painting that, or, or what, what's the finished product going to look like? That's always hard to know, but um, this will be a planter, and I'm thinking probably like a green or blue glaze. Oh, cool. Cool. And it's going to be, it's a, a planter. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Are you going to put a hole in the bottom or yeah. do you have to do that? Yeah. Okay. That'll, be the, that'll be the last thing I do. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank right. you. Have a good night now. You too. Well, that was my interview down at Desert Sun Ceramics. Um, what what a great time I had. And I want to thank uh, Liz Ford, Joanne uh, Savoie, and the students who were nice enough to talk with me about what they were working on. If you just joined us, you're listening to KZMU uh, here in Moab, Utah. We are located on Rocky Road, high atop Rocky Road and. You can listen to us at 90.1, 106.7, and now, now on 90.7 in San Juan County. So welcome to our new listeners down there. Next, uh, we have this incredible um, interview that uh, somehow, somehow, there was an incident up here at the station. Oh, geez. A few weeks ago, we lost power. I don't, I don't know if any of you did, but we lost power up here, and so did the businesses and some of the homes, as I understand it. I was working at the board and, and doing one of the, getting ready for one of the shows, and there was this like crackling and zapping, and somehow I'm I'm sitting there, and images were starting to appear on my monitor. And, and well, here, here, I'm, I'm going to play this for you. It's, it's an amazing interview. I was able to look many, many years into the past and actually watch a painter in France. Well, here, here, you listen to it and tell me what you think. Tomorrow is our wedding anniversary. Oh, I wouldn't say a thing like that. If you can't think of this by himself, I'm just not interested. And 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 now, yes, yes. Um, we 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 are looking. We're looking through, and I am. There is an image I'm looking at. And uh, we can see we are looking into a cave. 
And I do see someone walk. Hello. 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 I can see you. Uh, I don't even know how this is happening, but anyway, I, who are you? What What are you doing? Is there some? Is there someone there? I. Are you in, interrupting my my painting? I, you You won't believe this, but somehow we hear. I. I'm with KZMU, and somehow I am talking to you in a, and it says somehow it looks like a cave. What, what do you know? What year? Where? What's happening? Oh, I, I my, my name is uh, Serge Caveborg. You have found me. I am in the back of my my cave at Lascaux. Uh, in, uh, in in France, at least uh, that is what we have decided to call it uh, re very recently. Uh, and I am uh, I am finishing my painting, th this beautiful uh, representation of uh, a, a. I have decided to call it a um, horse. You you have no idea. You, or maybe you do. We're we're looking. This, it's 2023 is the year. And from what we know, th these paintings are tens of thousands of years old. How old are you? Oh, I am a very, very old, uh, especially, you know, much older than my, my cousins, my, my mother. Uh, I am 25. This is, this is just incredible. Here we are. We're looking back at this incredible collection. This is a UNESCO World Heritage Site because of the caliber of the paintings that you did. Well, I am. I. I, I must say, I am flattered uh, that you like uh, my painting so much. Uh, I have been working in here for a very long time. Um, Making uh, this this scene of uh, many buffalo, many horses, many yeah. aurochs. Not many uh, people, though. Oh, we there is uh, there is one one man uh, painting of one man in in the back. Can you see him? Yes, yes. Look, what he's got something on his head. Oh yeah, he. Uh, this is uh, my friend uh, Tony. He uh, is not very bright, it... so we have painted him with a a, a bird oh, no, on his no. head. A bird brain, indeed. Yeah. Oh, jeez, you French, you ego, you've had this sense of humor forever, haven't you? Uh, well, I mean, to me, humor relatively recent. Now, would you consider yourself Cro-Magnon? Or Neanderthal. Oh, are we, are we at that period where there's a change? We are definitely uh, uh, Cro-Magnon. Mm -hmm. uh, the Neanderthal, they would never paint something so beautiful as this. The Neanderthals, they are from Spain. They do not. Uh, they they are they they appreciate uh, the baser uh, pleasures in life. You know, I was just thinking the way. Magnum, the way you roll that out in French off your tongue, it, it's amazing. It's, like, it's almost like croissant. What, uh, you know, we have not yet oh, invented uh, oh, croissant. You don't know what that is. No, I, it, it sounds delicious, though. Oh Well, anyway, um, in, these paintings are amazing. They, we, they have found some others, maybe as part of your family, that are 
40,000 years old or something. Were you just copycats? Did you know people were doing this? Uh, I have been perfecting mm -hmm. my art for many years. Uh, we, um, you know, we have other caves where we decorate, you know, where people like mm -hmm. to live. But uh, this this is the clubhouse where we come, you know. You don't live here. The atelier, you might say. Mm -hmm. So you don't live in this cave. No, I live in, I, you, would you live in a cave? No, please, no, no. <laughs> Well, you are a cave. Well, we do. We do, well, in fact, live in caves. But I, my cave is much nicer. It has carpet. It has uh, a toilet. It has. Uh, you know, there are some um, people here in Moab where I live now. They, they were living in caves down on King Creek Boulevard, and and uh, they there were. I think they were caves that were maybe all mined entrances. I don't know. But anyway, um, we don't have many left. Not like you. So. Um, but anyway, w was there that tension um, what, between what the, the Neanderthal um, and you? Um, were there? Did you depict different animals or battle scenes at all? Or, or, or am uh, I? But I do not know what you refer to with battle. Uh, we are a peaceful uh, Cro-Magnon society. Uh, we. You know, we play tennis, we eat brunch. I don't want to. I don't want to screw your view of the future because if I tell you stuff, it, it may alter the course course of human history. Well, I won't tell. If you tell me something from the future, I won't. I prom You have my word. You got. I problems. will not tell any of the other Cro-Magnons. Oh, you got problems. I'm just going to tell you this one guy's name, Napoleon. Do everything you can to prevent him from becoming emperor. Well, right. does well, he like to paint? Uh, anyway, what's next for you? What, what, what are, you, are you working on anything different? You're going to try to get out of these caves? And oh, I mean, there are many more caves uh, further in to paint in. I, this is my life pursuit. Uh, you know, when I, finish, when I finish the horse, I will maybe paint uh, a goat. I will maybe paint uh, some bulls. Nudes? Nudes? Nudes. What nudes. is this nudes? No, no, no clothes. Oh, like a naked, oh. naked person? Have you ever seen a caveman naked? The only caveman I'm familiar with is like uh, Fred Flintstone. Oh, you don't know him, no. Let so, me no, tell you no, this. I don't Let know. me tell you this. A caveman uh, naked. Uh, uh, you cannot imagine the body air. Pretty hairy, huh? We do not have the technology to make the brushes to paint hair such as this. is too fine. We only that that is why we have these uh, these these bison. They are they are so big. Can you see how big this bison is? Yeah, it sounds like, like you can see me and I cannot see you. Yeah, they're like twenty feet long or something. They're uh, gigantic. Maybe maybe sixteen of my. I have pretty big feet. Oh yeah, that's right. You have. Cro-Magnon, I'm sorry, or early, late Neanderthal. I, I'm just hung up on that. I cannot tell if it is early or late. There is no light in the you know, cave. Because we like to put everybody in a class. You know, you were this age or that age. Well, I'm hey, pretty classy, don't you think? Hey, anyway, I, I just can't believe that I, we've had the pleasure of, of talking to you. Our signal is getting a little fainter. Uh, I don't know whether the limestone is collapsing in there, but something, but I'm losing you. Um, um, 
Mr. Caveboard, oh. I just want to thank you. It's been an incredible uh, opportunity, and, and I hope we can talk more, maybe at the at the French Revolution. Au revoir, oh. mon ami. Oh. He's gone. That's it. He's gone. And that's it. And just like that, I lost the the contact with him. We don't know how it happened. Uh, I know, we know about that trans, that, you know, that flux capacitator that they used in Back to the Future. All we know is that somehow our signal got crossed. And, and what we're hoping is that somehow those conditions can get duplicated, whether we can do it or it was just that freak of weather and whatever happening all at once but uh, we're hoping maybe we can talk to artists musicians who knows who the possibilities are endless um so that's it for today's art talks we ran a little bit longer than usual but when you get an interview with a caveman what what are you going to do you're going to delay it come on um so i want to thank my guests uh biga metzner and her mom sheila uh talking with us from new york city today uh, Liz Ford and Joanne Savoie from Desert Sun Ceramics. So I want to thank them, and 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 somehow I well I have to thank Molly, Molly Marcello because with her somehow when we were trying to we were working on the show we we were able to get that interview with that caveman. So again, you're listening to Art Talks on KZMU. I want to thank you. I'm your host Richard Codd, and. I hope you'll join us again for our Christmas special on December 20th. So until then, enjoy some of the art here around Moab and keep listening to KZMU. You can hear Art Talks on the airwaves at KZMU every third Monday of the month at 4 p.m.